Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Oh, hello. I didn't see you come in there. It's the HBO Boys. Today, we're talking again about WandaVision, Episode 6, Halloween Spook. I'm James, and I'm joined again by Chad. <laughs> I never know what to say in these openings. <laughs> Is there like something that I should say? No, no you don't. You don't even have to say anything. You can just I will, I will say nothing from now on. Of course, I've seen episodes of I Love Lucy. I've seen episodes of Bewitched. I've seen episodes of what, like the Mary Tyler Moore, or whatever shows they've been parodying the last couple episodes, but. Right. I've probably seen every episode of Malcolm in the Middle, like, twice. Right. Because that was such a ubiquitous millennial sitcom. And it's not even, like, a show that, like, you and I or any of our friends would sit around and, hey, did you see the new episode of Malcolm in the Middle? Because it was that ubiquitous where it's just, like, taken for granted that everyone had seen it already, you know, in the same way that The Simpsons was. Right, right. But The Simpsons, I remember watching it and then talking about it the next day. Malcolm in the Middle was just kind of always there, and and yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I realized how much of an impact that show had until way later. You know, like watching the intro, I realized like it really was that popular a show. And so, right from the get go on Wandavision episode six, it's insane how well they aped the style of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. <laughs> like, not just the musical cues, like, things like the shot composition and people's right. facial expressions, uh, like, the cutaway gags. It was so perfect. Like, clearly, you know, I, they probably I, I, have people of our generation working on the show who are probably huge fans of Malcolm in the Middle. I, I almost wonder if um, if the truth is that that style is actually really easy to replicate and it's actually like a really like an unsophisticated way to film something. And we just thought mm-hmm. that it was groundbreaking because it was the first time that we'd seen it when Knock on the Middle came out because because it, it was so perfect. And then Vision and Wanda are like doing a Hal Lois thing. They don't actually have a lot of time together in the episode, but they are doing like a Hal Lois scene when they are and like. Wanda is clearly doing, like, a Lois impression, her very first line, and then, like, Vision is doing a little bit of a Hal impression, and I don't know, it was a lot of fun for me. I I assume in the same way that, like, if you were a huge Bewitched fan, like, episode two, you probably felt the same way. Right, yeah. So this episode starts with the intro sequence, and uh, it's not quite as good as, you're not the boss of me now, but it's going for that. And it's, like, about Tommy and Billy... And the lyrics are a little strange, and again, I don't know if the lyrics mean anything. They must. But uh, a a little bit seem like they're signposting something. And then also, it seems as though, like, the progression from 80s to early aughts has happened, but it's this is like the next day from the character's perspective. So do you and want to so, talk at all about the, the lyrics in the opening? Because yep. I think the lyrics are uh, are important. I actually have them pulled up here. And it, it's the lyrics are, don't try to fight the chaos. Don't question what you've done. 
Some days it's all confusion, easy come, easy go. But if it's all illusion, sit back, enjoy the show. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going through each distorted day. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Though there may be no way of knowing who's coming by to play, which is hinting at something's coming. Yeah, something is coming. This episode is kind of playing more into the theme that was established in episode five that like now Wanda is more or less completely aware of what's going on, but she's just rolling with it because she's happier with this. Right. The very first scene, we get the two kids and they seem a little bit scared of Pietro, which is interesting, particularly the psychic brother is like a little scared of Pietro. So does that mean something? You know, is he a, possibly a danger to them? Right. Well, we've seen that the kids, they kind of, they exist outside of the illusion. Like they know that Wanda is super powerful and they are powerful themselves. So, yeah, I hadn't really considered their reaction to him, um, especially because quickly in this episode, they kind of start looking up to him like a, like the fun Uncle Joey. Right, but his one of his very first lines at the end of episode five is like, do I get to come and hug my sister to death or what? Like, so is he a danger to them? I'm wondering. Oh. Hmm. So they have some antics with him. Mom comes down and she's dressed as Golden Age comics version of Hex or the Scarlet Witch. Uh, <laughs> pretty good costuming. I don't know what you're talking about. She was a, a authentic Sokovian fortune teller. Well, that and this is what's weird because <laughs> she dresses up like her golden age comic character, and so does Vision, and so does Quicksilver, and, and so do the, the kids as well. And then later on, Wanda references Kick Ass. It's like, are we breaking the fourth wall as a gag, or it can is Wanda seeing through <laughs> dimensions? Like, has she seen Kick Ass? Like, <laughs> so so i i meant to check on this i'm sorry do, do we know uh who which studio owns kick-ass um i don't know the, the, the comics i believe are dark horse i could be wrong about that i'm not sure about the studio marv films not marvel marv films marv films <laughs> okay but <laughs> no no way related to fox or disney apparently not interesting but we are getting ahead of ourselves. So Vision comes down after her and <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm so glad you decided to play along and get dressed up. He's like, well, uh, all my other clothes had magically vanished. So <laughs> right, says the character who can one of his powers is generating clothing. <laughs> and it's very much intimated uh, through Paul Bettany's fantastic performance here that Vision is playing along now. Yeah. He's going to play the role of the sitcom dad in order to put Wanda at ease while he secretly investigates what's happening. There's a moment here where she's like, oh, I can't wait to go trick-or-treating. He's like, oh, I've got Neighborhood Watch. And she's like, that's that's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> that wasn't in the script. It seems like she's going to change his mind or insist that he comes with them when Pietro, who is now kind of like a real wild card in the story is just like no it's cool let him go i'll come with you so it's like what is his game here so again we're getting getting ahead of ourselves a bit but he it's revealed later on that he knows exactly what's going on in the world or or is at least aware of what's going on in the world i think that he was just trying to find an opportunity to get 
uh, Wanda alone so that he could kind of confront her about it and not confront her in a malicious way, because, again, we'll get to it. Uh, he, he does it. He's almost impressed by what she's doing. And I've got some kind of thoughts on that. But let's get back get back on track. Sorry. And at some point, like he puts on his Golden Age Quicksilver costume. And so does. Sorry, is it Tommy or Billy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Tommy or Billy. Puts one on as well. <laughs> And and then we cut back to what's going on with Sword. The hex is turning bright red uh, because this is immediately after they had their confrontation with Wanda. And there's a big fight. Monica's like, "You completely fucked over the plan when you tried to shoot her." Hayward's like, "Hey, I'm I'm trying to neutralize the threat here." Monica brings up an interesting point. She's like, "We don't even know what will happen to the people inside should Wanda suddenly die." Right, like, which is a good, really good point. <laughs> There's a very strange line here where Hayward's like, "Oh, I knew you're you're a big softy for superheroes. Everyone knows your bestie is Carol Danvers," which Monica does not really refute that. Right, and then he also is like, "I'm glad you weren't here for your mom's final years of life because you shouldn't do the job that I do." Which is like, "Wow, man." Yeah, I know. Really, <laughs> like that was what two weeks ago, <laughs> right? For her, so like you know, there's a way to have a fight uh, in a professional sense. You can disagree. You can even fire someone uh, in a classy way. But he's not do. He's not worried about that. It does kind of hint, though, that maybe some shit did go down. Right. He maybe killed Monica's mom. Right. Like something. We're gonna learn something about that five year gap. There is a way to, like, this happened. There was, like, a former KGB guy who turned against Russia and moved to the UK. And, like, the way that they assassinated him was they dropped a teeny tiny particle of, like, radioactive material in his tea. And he died of cancer, like, a month later. So it is possible, like, he could have shot the CIA cancer gun at Monica's mom or something. Jesus. <laughs> uh, That's dark. Yeah, a bit. Back inside the hex, they're doing the trick-or-treat thing. There is a, again, either a throwaway line red herring or a <laughs> foreshadowing where Pietro's like, wreak havoc, Devon Spawn, which I, you know, picked up on because, as you told me, apparently in the comics, these kids are, like, children of Satan. Literally, they're, they're pieces of the devil's soul walking around in artificial bodies and that is that is how they are given life because wanda didn't have the power to create life so some life was taken from the devil so again to me this is just a distraction this is just to to drive the comic book fans crazy but i could be wrong about that i feel like if we are six episodes out of nine in and like i feel like the pieces are being set up for a self-contained resolution where, like, the devil doesn't need to show up. But I could be wrong. Yeah, th at this point, they would really need to make it work. Uh, it, it, because three episodes left, I I'm worried they're going to pull a, a villain out of their ass and it's going to feel uh, unsatisfying. Right. Whereas if it turns out Agnes is the villain, then that's, like, organic. Or if it turns out Wanda is the ultimate villain, that would be organic too at this point if they pull out mephisto or or the monster from doctor strange it's like okay well this that's gonna feel like an ass pull right 
<clears throat> and and uh, my original theory where Dottie was Mephisto. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say that that's just patently wrong. <laughs> I mean, is, is Dottie coming? Like, where is Dottie? I don't know. She they they built her up like she was going to be a major character in the show, and then she just hasn't shown up since. I think she was a background character, just like setting up Halloween decorations, but that was it. Wanda doing like still doing a Lois impression, Lois from from Malcolm in the Middle. Herb's doing his duty for the neighborhood watch, and he drops that actually like, oh no, Vision's not on duty tonight, which Wanda is, seems a little bit like annoyed by, but doesn't she doesn't have that much of a reaction. She's like, mm, how odd, like why would he lie? Right, and then he he asks her. Is everything okay? Like he he breaks character the same way that we've seen Agnes break character in the past, and and asks her like, "Do you want me to change anything? Is everything okay? Is something wrong?" And and he he drops it so like he it, it, it didn't seem prompted. It just kind of seemed like like a check in. Yeah, um, like not even a big deal. It's like, oh, do, is there something about reality you're not happy with? Should I put in a work order? <laughs> right, right. Which was bizarre, and um, and I think that it's like a, a so two things. One, um, the fact that Herb didn't know, sorry, the fact that uh, Herb had to tell Wanda that Vision wasn't in the neighborhood watch that day means that she isn't in full control of all the people in the town. Because if she was really controlling them all, then she would presumably know all the things that they know. So the fact that he's giving her new information about Vision. Right. And also, why would she be going to Herb to have something changed? Right. Theoretically. Like, he he, he offers that and she says no. So it, Bizarre. Yeah. You and I haven't been talking about the commercials because to me, those are just like throwaway gag references to stuff in Wanda's character timeline from the MCU. But this commercial really wasn't. It was disturbing. So just very briefly, like there's a kid on a desert island and he's starving. So a shark brings him yo magic yogurt, but he can't get it open. So he sits there until he dies of starvation and turns into a skeleton. And and the shark's like, yo magic, it's it's yogurt for survivors or something. So if I don't see that this is a direct reference to anything uh, in Wanda's life. So I'm wondering, is this like a parable? Like it, magic seems like the solution to your problems, but will ultimately like leave you lead you to die. Like, or or I kind of saw it as, um, maybe these commercials aren't just about the tragedies in her life, but they're like reflections on how she feels about the 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 tragedy. Like the the in the last one, it was a it was an accident. You know, you spill something, you wipe it up. Um, and that is referencing a time where she had an accident. She tried to contain a bomb and she messed up and killed a bunch of people. Um, this one, I think maybe she's starting to, uh, internalize the effect of her powers, you know, like she's, she thinks it's a solution, but maybe she like deep down is thinking like, maybe it's not, it's not going to solve her problem. She's going to end up hurting herself and others by relying on it. Well, I'll talk about this more at the end but I'm, I'm sure that this is probably foreshadowing for something yeah. that is not clear to us yet yeah the devil 
So we find Pietro and Wanda are like leaving a movie theater where they were watching The Incredibles and The Parent Trap, which are two movies from different eras, but I don't know, showing back to back on Halloween for some reason. Whatever. Well, it's it's a movie about a superhero family and a movie about what was The Parent Trap about? Uh, two twins, their parents, uh, divorced when they were born and they were raised not knowing of one another's existence. And then later they find out that they are actually twins. And so they set their parents up to like meet and remarry, put their family back together. Well, I mean, that could be a reference to, uh, you know, Quicksilver 2.0 and Wanda being twins, but never having met Right. In this iteration of Quicksilver. Right. Well, they're twins. And their Wanda's kids are twins. So there's a lot of twin energy going on. And they're both also, I think, movies that are on Disney+. Plus. So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> there's a very strange conversation next between Pietro and Wanda where <laughs> she's asking him, like, why don't you look the same? Why don't you sound the same? Why are you here if you're dead? And he's like, oh, I, the details are fuzzy. Last thing I remember, I was getting shot in the street for no reason, which that's that's not what happened to mm-hmm. you. And then I, I, I felt that you needed me, so I came to you, which is a very strange story. And I feel like uh, in in the same vein as as the performance that we got from Vision earlier and, and we'll, we'll talk about next, like Agus's performance, I felt like Evan Peters' performance here was like, Pietro trying to deceive Wanda somehow. Hmm. Like he like, he he's lying. Has right. He has knowledge, and he's he's trying to use the fact that he is Quicksilver to to like get something from Wanda. And well, he also it, seems to be plugging her for information, like right. saying like, "Oh, I think you've got a really cool setup here. By the way, where do the kids go uh, when when they're not in the scene? Do you keep right, them it, in like suspended animation?" Isn't it interesting that last episode there we had a, a like Vision directly said, "How come there's no kids in Westview?" And then this episode is Halloween, and suddenly there's kids everywhere. Right. Well, it seems to me like that that is Wanda actively trying to address Vision's concerns and keep him like a gaslit, basically. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It, it. He. He knows. He knows what's going on. He can see through the illusions. He's asking questions of her. She doesn't really seem threatened by him at least not yet um so so what do you think do you think he's a plant do you think he's what, what do you think his story is like what, what's he uh, who sent him i i have no idea what his deal is but i think that he is bad news like he is part of of whatever malevolent force is at work here i've heard some theories that um dr strange might have sent him to try to get in to get to wanda which I think is a bit far fetched, but I think that uh, what I th- what I believe personally is I think that he is the same Quicksilver from the X Men universe, but mm-hmm. he was he was implanted with just enough knowledge uh, to be able to pretend that he is the Pietro from this universe. I have also been seeing a lot of Pietro is Mephisto theories. It's like everybody is Mephisto. That's in everybody. the end. Is Mephisto, right? Yeah. So while all this is happening, Vision is on the other side of town. And this answers something that you and I were discussing last episode, where 
like Wanda says like, oh, well, how could I possibly keep everyone going about their day, going through their lives? Like, how would I even have the power to do that? And here we see that actually the citizens of Westview who are not in Wanda's immediate vicinity uh, and who are not relevant to like whatever's happening in the sitcom are just kind of frozen in time, standing around doing <laughs> whatever they had been doing last. On loop. And one woman is like trying to hi- hang a Halloween decoration, like while crying a single tear uh, again, yeah. as we found out, uh, in pain. Yeah, <laughs> see, that, it hurts that was to be in the hex. Really hard to watch because, like, you know what's going on. <laughs> you, you know she's in pain, you know that she's self aware, but just stuck in that loop. So, so do you think that that they've always been stuck like this, or do you think that because she tried to, she expanded the world to include all these kids, that maybe you know it's it, she had to make sacrifices somewhere? Yeah, it, well, it's hard to say, and I, yeah. I think like we will find out like she can more or less like disappear people when they're not needed, and then blink them back when they need them. Like, right? Who who knows? Or put them to uh, sleep. Yeah, um, Pietro intimates as much. He's like, so what do you have him just sleeping in bed when you don't need him? That's fine, whatever. I think you're doing this. He's, he's, he makes some remark like, you know, this is the most ethically conscionable way to control an entire town. Right. Like, you're keeping families <laughs> together. Yeah, so he's clearly like, he's like very amoral, Pietro's character, regardless of what's going on with him. But he, yeah, uh, unless he has an agenda, unless he's he's acting to get to an end. Right. So some other stuff is happening back at Sword Headquarters. Um, Darcy, there's like a very cheesy like hacking scene where she's like, I'm going to hack into Hayward's computer from over here. And right. I'm through the firewall. <laughs> yeah, she's hacker man and she's hacking. And we find out that like on Hayward's computer, he's been tracking Vision's location with a satellite which tracks vibranium. So, so real quick, I just I want to say one thing uh, about mm-hmm. the hacking again. She's an astrophysicist. Right. No, she's you, a jack of all trades. Apparently. She can hack into into elite security computers. No, she she also has a PhD in uh, software engineering. So. Ah, of course. So software engineering and astrophysics. There was a funny, I think it was a tweet by Kat Dennings uh, last week where she's like, is this sad or is this cute? I just found out that Darcy was a character from the comics, like, before I played her. Never knew that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Was she? I didn't know that. I thought that she was... Yeah. I thought she was made up for the for the movies. Apparently, she's a, a Thor character. Hmm. So, you mentioned that, uh, that S.W.O.R.D. is tracking the vibranium signature of Vision. <clears throat> do, do you think it's noteworthy that they don't seem to be paying attention to Wanda's location or to really to the, any of the people in the town? They made a point that they're only looking at vision. Do you think there's something to that? It kind of uh, harkens back to your uh, sentient weapon argument where they just want, they wanted to make vision into a super weapon and uh, Wanda's either interrupting it or is being used to make more of them. Right. Or Wanda's being used to repair vision. Right. To like put him back in the field. Interesting. Because I don't know what benefit it is to them to know where Vision is in the Hex. Like, why would that make a difference? Right. And, I mean, I guess it could be that they they just only have the technology to track him. But no, because we saw all the other people. There were blips for all the other people, but there wasn't a a special blip for Wanda. I don't know. 
Uh, they, well, they happen to notice through this tacking software that like Vision is very close to the edge of the hex. And then we zoom in back into Vision on the hex, and he turns into, from his Halloween costume into his normal superhero attire, and he comes across Agnes. And this is a, a scene where I thought Agnes is just lying through her teeth about everything, because everyone else is frozen and cannot reply. When mm-hmm. he comes across Agnes, she's only like slightly frozen and can still speak, which to me either indicates that she has some kind of ability or this is all just an act. Right. And then he uses his vision, you're awake powers and she comes back and she, uh, asks if vision's here to help. And if he's, cause he's an Avenger and vision says, what's an Avenger. So he really has no memory before Westview. Um, and this is when he's told that he's dead and he takes it pretty well. <laughs> And he asks, why doesn't she just leave? And she says that Wanda won't allow us to even think about leaving. And and she starts to freak out and scream like, dad, dad, dad. And so he puts her back into zombie mode because uh, she seemed happier that way. So so my theory here, is, it, and I think that I'm going to get some points here. <clears throat> um, originally, I said that Agnes created the bubble, created the hex, sorry. And Wanda you know, slowly realized that she had some kind of control until now, you know, the fact that the hex is turning red, I think is symbolic of the fact that she's taking over the hex completely. Um, And at this point, I think what we're seeing is the reason why Agnes has some, you know, motor functions still, even though she's so close to the edge is because she's, you know, resistant to Wanda's magic because she's magical herself. Um, And then I think that when she's woken up, um, she's playing the part of a victim trapped uh, in the hex. And she's like, I need to mm-hmm. pretend like I, you know, oh, no, you're dead. What's an Avenger? You know, like, I think she that that is her acting. Yes. And I, I think perhaps like this, this whole scene was her trying to get Vision killed. You think so? Yeah, because that is the result of his interactions with her. You think that she's like. She's like, you're Avenger, are you here to help me? He's like, I do want to help. But the next thing he does is like try to leave and almost gets killed. Well, wasn't that his goal to begin with? Was to try to leave Westview and that's why he was on the outskirts of town? Uh, I don't know. It, the, the very next thing he does after speaking with her is is like almost get killed trying to leave. So I think she was trying to spur him on to do that. Hmm. I think that like they want Wanda more isolated less powerful than she is and removing vision kind of replacing him with uh with quicksilver who is probably does not have her best interests at heart um just gives them more of the upper hand on her perhaps <clears throat> well well to your your theory about vision and the sentient weapon argument maybe uh she was trying to push him to the edge of the hex not because he, she wants him dead but because she wants the sword director to get him you right. know, maybe they're, they're working yeah. together. She wants, she wants him out. That she wants. He's trying to get him, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so uh, when he does, uh, you know, break out of this barrier, <clears throat> um, I fully expected to see him all grayed out again, like as he was as a corpse, and maybe even like going limp as he right. passed out. But he, but he, he wasn't. He wasn't. He, he came was, out normal. He came out normal, and he came out with the Mind Stone intact. So. Uh, uh, I mean, he was—he's being pulled back in. So, there's, like, he's—he's he's bound to the hex in some way, and he starts like kind of disintegrating and falling apart. 
But um, this, uh, and one other thing that we didn't mention earlier, uh, have me thinking that he's not a walking corpse. He actually is repaired in, yes, in the hex. Yes, yes. I was um, about to get to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because earlier we see Pietro, uh, Wanda has one of her her um, weird little freakouts where she sees uh, Pietro with bullet holes in him and he's all, you know, he's a, he looks like a corpse. But it's right. not, it's not her Pietro. It's Right, he, this guy did not die that way. He did not die that way. Which means yeah. that when we see those moments, it's not the illusion it's not, breaking. It's not real, yeah. It's, it's, she's seeing that in her head. Right. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. I don't, I no longer think he is zombie vision. So, so he actually has been reanimated. And yeah, his, his, his material has been reconstituted the same way uh, Monica's clothes have. And, and I got to wonder, does that mean that she's recreated the Mind Stone? Well, I or gotta ha- wonder, like, does that mean is Vision now back in the MCU? Is this how he is resurrected after Infinity War? See, I don't think he. I still don't think he's gonna make it out of this. I think that this is gonna end with him being murdered because he, for whatever reason, ha- tells Wanda that like the kids can't survive. There's gonna be something bad about the kids, and Wanda says, "No, you're wrong. I need you know these are my children. These are your children. And in order to protect them, she has to kill him, which is what's gonna cause her to break, like really." go mad right eh, perhaps all right but we, we did just jump over a ton of stuff we did just yeah. <laughs> just to go through it very quickly we go back to monica outside the hex with jimmy and darcy and darcy says that she's taking a look at monica's blood work from the other day and this is directly something you said you did not want to be the case yeah apparently going in and out of the hex twice has now altered Monica's DNA or whatever and turned her into a superhero, perhaps. You, you know, uh, the, 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 the superhero story told thousands of times. You, you walk through a barrier, you walk out of a barrier, and you have superpowers. It's, it's, this it's, it's was, the lamest way to get power. Yeah, Sorry, it is, it's very really. lame. It's very lame. <laughs> and, 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 a, and a friend of mine was like, oh, so that's it? The people in Westview, they're going to be the mutants. All the kids in Westview are going to be the first mutants. They're going to be the first generation of the X-Men. Huh. I mean, I don't hate that. I don't think, I think it's stupid that it's like walking through the barrier. But if that's how they, I mean, I don't know. That doesn't bother me so much for some reason. <laughs> well, it's interesting, like perhaps the hex is a, what, let's say it again, sentient weapon machine where you throw people in, you pull them out, you got a superhero on your hands. Uh, well, I, I don't know. If it is, that's an accident. Because if that's the case, then the director would not be treating uh uh monica as much as like garbage as he is because he would know like she's gonna manifest we get the scene with wanda and pietro the one that you mentioned where she sees like corpse pietro and we get a sort of a a a bomb dropped from wanda because at this point she has absolutely no reason to lie to pietro because he has more or less like accepted every every aspect of the situation and says he supports her Right. <clears throat> and so we assume that she's telling the truth here when she says she does not remember entering the hex. Um, and she doesn't remember making a decision to like grab Vision's corpse or, or do anything magical with it. She just remembers feeling empty and alone and total nothingness and then waking up in the hex. Right. Right. So 
that to me opens the door for a ton of possibilities. Yeah, I mean, this could this could a, be not even our Wanda. Oh shit! Right? Oh come on! <laughs> because that like Pietro also is like, oh, I remember slipping into nothingness and then winding up here. Wait, did we see? I sorry, I didn't see the last like two or three X Men movies. Is Wanda in those no. movies? She's no, not. She's not. She's not. I, I know that in Days of Future Past, it was referenced that he had a little sister. Yeah, but... and he also he he makes a little bit of an allusion to like, oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. My dad was actually uh, German too. Uh, I never met him. He says that like to Magneto, and Magneto's like, huh, interesting. So maybe <laughs> maybe the parent trap is more important than we think. It's about parent not knowing that your parents were your parents. Maybe we're we're gonna bring oh, Magneto. Oh yeah, over. these these are the twins separated from birth. Ha ha ha. Ah, interesting. interesting. That could be nothing though. For all we know. <laughs> right, right. That... <laughs> we cut back to Monica Darcy and Jimmy, and they're watching Vision on the map as he tries to exit the hex. And we get the scene that Chad mentioned earlier. He's like walking through the barrier. He's being sucked back in. As if by, like, explosive decompression, like, he's having the shit ripped off of him as it flies back into the hex. So, he's not allowed to leave the hex. Even if he can kind of force it by his own will, uh, he will be, like, dragged back in. And the process of being dragged back in is tearing him apart and killing him, or at least gravely wounding him. And we had we already saw very quickly there was a scene where, like, either Tommy or Billy got speedster powers, which I think is his power in the comics. Wiccan. Um, or, I'm sorry. Uh, Wiccan is the ma- is the magic guy. He's Billy, and Tommy is um, Speed. Lame lame name. His name is Speed. Wiccan and, and Speed. So Tommy is dressed like Doctor Strange, and he starts to like manifest his ESP powers. And he's like, "Dad's in trouble. He's dying." Very strange here. Pietro's like, "What? Are you worried he's gonna die? He's already dead." And then Wanda attacks him. Right. Right. What was up with that? So here we go. He didn't know. Uh, Quicksilver didn't know that Vision died. He died in Ultron. And then. Right. And when he shows up in episode five, he says, who's this guy? Right. How should how should he have any idea that Vision is dead? So so, uh, Wanda hits him with her with, you know, magic EMP blast. And and um, do, do you think that she figures that she realizes that he's full of shit right there? Or do you think that he, she's just reacting? My first thought was like, oh, she's mad that he mentioned it. He said that he's dead in front of the kids. Right. But now that you're saying it, yeah, that would more or less just immediately signal like, oh, this is not who he says he is. Right. He shouldn't have this information <clears throat> if everything else he's saying has been true. Hmm. <clears throat> and and you know what uh we we hear in i forget which episode it was in but monica say like uh wanda is a telepath so she can read all of her thoughts um shouldn't wanda have known that quicksilver that sorry the pietro uh knew more than he did or or had some kind of inside knowledge uh before this came up so is he is he blocking is somebody protecting his mind or like creating art of an artificial mind, like like she should she should be able to see through him, right? Or is he not even here? Is he an illusion? Is he a synthesoid or something? Like, does he interact with anybody other than the main characters? Not that I recall. No, 
He like well they 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 together like cover the people in silly string and take all their candy. No, that's true. But I don't think he speaks a word to anyone outside the main cast. Hmm. Hmm. So in and, order yeah. to <clears throat> sorry. Man. No, I was just gonna say anyway. So and moving on. <laughs> in order, I guess, to save Vision, she needs to put him back into the hex, and so Wanda uses her abilities to first of all stop everything in town from whatever it was doing. And then she expands the hex like it seems to be like a mile or more in every direction. (laughs) And everyone in S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters like gets absorbed into the hex. The S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters gets turned from like a like a tent city operations base into a traveling circus. (laughs) And the sword agents turn into clowns and other circus attractions. And only Hayward and the other main characters escape. Well, not Darcy. Not Darcy, Darcy got pulled in? Yeah, Darcy got caught uh, trying to hack because uh, Monica and and Jimmy, they, they say, we're going to go on. And she says, there's one more firewall I got to break in. So she stays behind. Um, the sword operatives find her and they cuff her to the car. And then when the hex starts expanding, they all run and she's cuffed to the car. And she, ah. Yeah. So oh, she yeah, gets so absorbed. That, Darcy's trapped in the hex, I guess. So she's going to get superpowers, right? Oh, Yeah. Only if she also leaves. You got to go oh, in and out. Right, right, right. Going through twice. So she's get half, yeah, so now Vi- Vision, Vision's got super duper powers now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went in and out three times. He's, he's practically Ultron. Uh, yeah, and the episode ends with seeing like the hex is now enormous and bright red. So it's pretty hard to ignore. It's uh, going to be hard to hide. Yeah. <laughs> but it's worth noting, it's bright red now. Mm-hmm. You know, it was invisible, and now it's red. I, I, I there's there's some symbolism there. I, we can't ignore that. So I gotta say, I liked this episode. It was probably of like you know, I consider one through three like the preamble to like the real story here. So I mean, one Act through three one, is yeah. yeah, that's like a, a single episode in my mind, and then four, five, and six now uh, are like the real meat of the show. I would say six is probably my least favorite episode so far. It just seems like a lot of set dressing and a lot of wheel spinning um, and and on its own, not super entertaining to me. Like I, I enjoyed Evan Peters and the stuff going on inside the hex. The stuff happening with Monica and Darcy was like very boring and cheesy yeah. to me. Kind of cliche. Still a good episode. Just, uh, you know, just not my favorite so far. Right. In a show where every episode is is really good. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this it's it's not that it, it was bad. It's just um it, it I feel like they're putting the pieces where they need to be. Right. Set dressing, I'm sure it'll pay off in the end. This might be uh, retroactively a more important episode than it seemed. Right. And and I think I said it before on the podcast. I'm really excited to before the final episode rewatch the whole show <laughs> right yeah we should do that and we and should do that here's something the next three episodes are going to be an hour long each according to uh feige yay so with 20 minutes of credits right that's 40 minutes of content yeah <laughs> oh i should say i posted a uh a poll on the wandavision subreddit um i wrote here uh Will, in parentheses, the real Mephisto, so not like a joke one, 
appear at some point in the next five episodes of WandaVision. And I posted this uh, last week. 81 votes for yes, Mephisto will appear. 58 votes for no, Mephisto will appear. And I, I voted uh, no, Mephisto won't appear. But that's how the poll shook out. Uh, a, good, a good majority of people think Mephisto is coming. So can I say the only way that I think they can shoehorn Mephisto into this would be? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is if it's revealed at the end that there's a bigger thing going on, bigger than Vision and Wanda, and this was just kind of like one little pocket of a bigger problem, and Mephisto is behind it, and the only reason he's in the show is because he's going to be the primary antagonist in Doctor Strange's movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with after the end credits of the last episode of WandaVision, Mephisto going like, then I'll do it myself, and then he puts <laughs> on the, the Mephisto gauntlet. Mephisto gauntlet. Gotta collect, collect the Mephisto stones. And then the Mephisto stones being, of course, uh, the souls of young children. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, that's fine. I'm cool with that. I, I would like this story to to end using the elements it has already established. Yeah, agreed. And no ass pulls. Like I, I if want... you want to, if you want to have a Doctor Strange cameo, that would be fun. Like maybe Doctor Strange shows up. He's like, "Don't worry, I got this." Walks into the hex and then, like, you know, imme- <laughs> yeah, immediately turns says, into a sitcom character. He, he says, "Fine, I'll do it myself." And he grabs the Doctor Strange glove. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ryan and I will be back uh, later in the week for another episode of Barry, and then Chad and I will be back this time earlier in the week. It was Valentine's Day. I gave Chad the night off. Uh, Much appreciated. To 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 see his wife. Um, pretty selfish, I thought, on his part, but it's okay. I'm over it. <laughs> well, thank you, James. Um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, Chad's got this idea of, of maybe doing a, a full series recap in prep for the last episode. I think that's a fun idea, so I uh, look forward to that, too. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.